This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. What's going on? I'm Ben. Oh my gosh, Ben is so peppy today. Yeah, I am because I get to be with you. Yeah, we're in studio together. Hanging finally. Out. Um, so much to talk about. So much to talk about. I know. So let's start with this recap on all that's happened in Bachelor in Paradise up until today. Which is that, well, when you last heard from us, we didn't know whether or not they were going to resume filming. And mm-hmm. to the joys of all of Bachelor Nation out there, they have. Yeah, they're all back, right? They're, they're all, all back, back in now. Mexico. I do believe that they all flew back on Friday and Saturday, and I think today might be the first day that they're continuing to film. That's awesome. But honestly, there hasn't been a lot of news about Bachelor in Paradise since the events of Corinne and DeMario kind of, um, I guess, were released to the public. Uh, I'm I'm lost. I don't even know who's back down there. I don't know who left, who stayed. It seems like the only people who are not back down there are Corinne and DeMario. And Melanie from E! News, Melody Bromney from E! News, got the first exclusive interview with DeMario. And it's um it's on E! News, but we want to talk to Melanie a little bit about all the details and how she got that interview, which has been so sought after. Melanie's out there right now. Melanie, are you there? I'm here. How are you guys? Hello. How are you? We're great. Good. Mel- so, as far as getting the interview, it was just, you know, he really wanted to tell his story. And I think, you know, we did this interview actually the day after Warner Brothers had cleared him in their own internal investigation. And he was very keen to talk and to kind of be able to talk about the experience from his side. Him and I actually had a mutual friend, which is how he came to me. Uh-huh. And that's why it all happened. Interesting. That was my first question to you is, I mean, I think everybody out there wanted this interview or at least desired mm-hmm. to hear kind of from, I mean, because up until this point, Corinne has not done an interview with anybody, correct? Yes, that's right. But, you know, she's also, her lawyer, Marty Singer, wants the investigation to continue. So as far as she's concerned, this isn't something that's over. Okay. Yeah. So DeMario, though, so, I mean, I guess to say DeMario does believe this is over? Yeah, for him, it absolutely is over. Now, I'll say there is still obviously some things that are hanging here as far as he hasn't spoken to Corinne since they left Mexico. Mm -hmm. He really wants to speak to her. But as far as he's aware, because he's been cleared by Warner Brothers, because there's tape, he actually feels that in his eyes, this is something that is over. So does that mean that Corinne hasn't been cleared by Warner Brothers? You know, Warner Brothers have said that the investigation is over internally. That's why they stopped filming. But now they've resumed filming. They said that Bachelor in Paradise is coming back. It's Corinne's lawyer that believes that there should be further investigation that takes place. But as far as Mario is concerned, you know, he said, like, there is tape out there. And he actually wants people to see that tape. Now, Warner Brothers have said that nobody is going to see that tape. But he says that he feels that if people saw the tape, that it would absolutely clear him, that people would understand how it happened, how they were in the swimming pool together, all the events leading up to it, because every single thing was was captured on video. Uh, you know, I, this, I know this is airing in two parts. I guess Ashley and I just want to know right now to kind of set the tone for the rest of this conversation with you is how is DeMario doing from your perspective? You know, the day I spoke to him, so the day after he had been cleared, he was tearful. He was still kind of reeling from the whole experience of um, what had happened for him. He definitely feels that he is innocent and that actually 
he believes that just the whole, as far as when the story broke, that people just assumed that he was mm-hmm. a sex sexual assaulter, that he was a sexual predator, that that was a really, really horrific situation to go through. Mm-hmm. And you know, so he's definitely recovering. He says it was the worst 11 days of his life, that he it's going to take him a long time to get over it. But I have to say, he was actually... Um, Not bitter, which I've spoken to people after scandals before where they feel that there is somebody to blame. He wasn't like that at all. He was very much just so grateful for having his family and friends and the support network that he had around him. I heard that his family was taking it pretty hard. Yeah, well, he said that his mother was crying every single day, but that his father had been a real rock to him. And he also said, you know, he is used to having very strong women around him. That's his mother, his sister, his also grandmother as well. He spoke about, and you know what? He spoke about Corinne and how all he wanted to do was to speak to her and to give her a hug. Because while he feels like he is in some way a victim in the sense that, you know, his name was out there and he definitely sees it as potentially a race thing, you know, black man, white woman, and people presumed that he was guilty initially over social media. But he also saw that she was also a victim in the situation that people were shaming her, were calling her various names as far as um, like her behavior with men in the past. And that really, really upset him too. So all he wanted to do was to give her a hug and tell her that, you know, he understood what she had gone through as well. It's it's I mean, Ash and I have been talking about this situation now for the last couple of weeks, and it is one that is um, is has been heavy, I think, on our hearts, like as we talk about it. And it is one that isn't easy to talk about because of situations like this where there are multiple people um, involved and a lot of people are hurt and there's a lot of confusion and assumptions made. Um, and, you know, it's nice to know that you've talked to him and and that's his perspective. I mean, what an incredible perspective from somebody to say, hey, I know this is hard for everybody. I just want to be there. Yeah, it's yeah. so nice to hear that they are sensitive to each other and that they still want to be friends after all this. Well, I don't know if she wants to be friends with him. Uh, you know, this was this okay. was his perspective and what he was saying. But I also said to him, you know, look, this show is going back. They're going to be filming again. They've obviously profited from the scandal in the sense that there's more buzz than ever before about Bachelor in Paradise. There's more kind of intrigue about this show. Do you blame them at all? And he was like, no, I see them as victims too. He was very kind of mm. balanced, I would say. There wasn't a bad guy or bad woman in this situation for him. As far as he was aware with the production side of things, there were 300 people who were not paid because the show, because they stopped filming. And he was like, you know, while at first when they said, we're stopping down filming. And at first he was like, I can't believe I'm going home. I've done nothing wrong. He then thought, oh gosh, there are fathers here. There are mothers here. There are people here that are not going to have their paycheck in order to pay their bills because they're not going to be able to be working on this production. Which, honestly, I have to say, it was like such an extraordinary perspective that he had, such a massive amount of empathy that he had for every single person involved in this. There wasn't anybody that he looked to and could blame for the situation. So it seems like he's pretty happy that they've resumed filming. And I have to ask, is there a reason why he didn't go back? Well, I mean... Now, I don't think that decision has ultimately been made yet, actually. I know I read a lot of things on the internet that say he's definitely not. But as far as 
he was concerned a few days ago. It was something that he would potentially consider despite what's happened in the past. Now, as far as he's aware, when he was on The Bachelorette, he was you know, considered to be a cheater, which he says was unfair, that the woman that came back into um, his life on The Bachelorette, that was something from the past and not something that was relevant to that, that I season. I so. He then went on Bachelor in Paradise to redeem himself. He now feels like that's been an unfair situation, but there's also a sense in him that he wants to redeem himself again and that going back gives him a third chance. I definitely like, suggested to him maybe he shouldn't do that. But it's something that I think he very much just wants to tell his side and and really kind of explain to people who he is. And I think as far as he's aware, he's had two instances where he's looked like the villain, like the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And in both instances, he says he's innocent. Yeah. Well, I know this is a two-part um, show. Three-part. Three-part. Darling, there is a lot there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, and we can't cover it all in the five minutes of this <laughs> you know segment. Um, I... I I encourage anybody out there, if they want to hear more of DeMario's story, and it sounds like DeMario's story is one that's coming from a a good place. Um, It's coming from a place of, like you said, empathy and just, um, he, he, I I guess for for any lack of a better term, just um, grace and peace, Mm -hmm. which is impressive. Um, And uh, and I I ask anybody to tune in to Melanie uh, Bromley's uh, interview with DeMario on E. Um, It's two more parts we have to look forward to. And we will also have, I'm putting up a, a Q&A, a, a print version of it on E! Online as well. So people can catch up that way as well. Perfect. Amazing. Thank you for joining us, Melanie. Thanks, you gave us guys. so much info. Oh, good. I'm pleased. No, thank, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye. And then we just have to add before we go on to the current season of The Bachelorette that we have exclusive information that they will be showing a lot of the footage that led up to the shutdown on this coming season of Bachelor in Paradise. Now, that's surprising to me. I think so, too. I was very concerned. I was like, are they going to just start fresh? Or are they going to pretend like nothing happened? I agree. No, I mean, it's almost like there's so much risk in them showing it, in my eyes. Yeah, that's what I thought. But then, I guess if they do show it, it's showing some confidence from the production company. Totally. Hey, hey, we're going to show exactly what happened, and, and I guess maybe the audience be the judge? Totally. And this way, I just, you know, my initial thought was that they were going to use the first day footage and the second day and third day footage, but they weren't going to end up showing Corinna Dramario at all. Just completely cut them out of it. Well, um, I will be watching Bachelor in Paradise. I'm assuming a lot of Bachelor Nation will be watching the first episode, at least, of Bachelor in Paradise. I'm guessing that a lot of people that don't normally watch the Bachelor franchise are going to be tuning in. Yeah. So you're looking forward to watching it then? Oh, absolutely. I agree. Um so we have a couple topics I just want to talk about in, in, around Bachelor in Paradise now that people have gone back. Um, one that I'm interested in is uh, Amanda Stanton. She yeah. is uh, Amanda Stanton was on uh, the season of The Bachelor that I was a part of. Amanda uh, is a mother of two. Mm-hmm. Um, she, in my eyes, is, has been amazing. I always enjoyed my time with Amanda. I have a lot of respect for her. For her. Um, I can't say I would love to have talked to me. I, I haven't talked to her. You know, her going back on Bachelor in Paradise surprised me. I'm not saying good or bad decision. Mm-hmm. I don't know that yet. We'll we'll wait and see. But it's surprising that Amanda did go back to me. I am now excited to kind of see her journey. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Like, what, what's your thoughts on that? 
I think when I was giving Amanda advice as to like whether or not she should go, I kind of went back and forth because she just kept telling me that she had this urge to do it, that there, she couldn't describe it, but she just wanted to do it. Yeah. And I said, that's exactly how I felt my third time. And everybody was telling me, oh, it's going to be a bad decision. Don't do it. But then I did it. And I mean, it wasn't a fun time, but I, I was also really glad that I did do it for the experience and, it, I and mean, the growth the, of it. And I watched I watched your third experience. I mean, in my eyes as, as a viewer, and tell me if I'm wrong, because yeah. I, I really am just a fan. It almost looked like you had closure kind of saying, okay, I'm done. Like, this was it. This is done. I'm closed off from Bachelor in Paradise. I gave it a good shot. Now, do you still have that urge yourself to go back? Or is that chapter in your life seem to be closed because of that third experience? Um, I mean, it's definitely, that urge is definitely gone. Mm -hmm. And maybe it was because of the personal business that I felt like I needed to take care of. And maybe that wouldn't have happened if it hadn't been for paradise, or at least it would have been dragged on for a while more, you know, because you're kind of forced to address Mm -hmm. certain issues when you're on screen with the bachelor. So, I mean, I think it was a good choice for a lot of reasons. I definitely was able to move on because of doing it three times. But the thing is, like, Amanda didn't really need to move on. I think for her, she maybe wanted to start a new chapter, one that didn't okay. have to do it with Josh. Fair. And Amanda is my closest friend who is down there in paradise right now. And no, if I know that she's into, I know that if there is one guy down there that she's into, it is Wells, and she's been pretty open with me about that. Well, that seems to be a hot commodity. I mean, he's a great dude. I like Wells, but he is a hot commodity with these women right now. Everybody absolutely. likes Wells. He's the only... He's not the only option, <laughs> but to me, like if yeah. I were down there, it would be only about Wells and maybe one other person that I believe is down there. I gotta find out what cologne <laughs> he's wearing. Honestly, he is. I mean, he has. But some, also, like- he's the bartender, so we're not really one hundred percent sure that he's going to be dating. I mean, I know that he doesn't really want to. I mean, Ashley, how would you feel if Amanda dated Wells, for example? It's not my most favorite idea but it's also some very weird thing that you have to deal with if you're part of this bachelor family of ours you kind of have to be okay with the thought of your friend liking your quote ex yeah i mean actually i will say this from from my perspective of you i think you do something i i i know where it comes from you have a massive heart and you care about these men that you like really out of any, I guess what I'm trying to say is out of anybody that I've met from the show that has had a fling on Bachelor in Paradise or on The Bachelor, yeah. you, out of anybody, care about those people the most coming off the show as well. Like, I agree. You're not just saying, hey, <laughs> I still have a thing for Wells cause, and like, I, I don't want him dating anybody else. You're just saying it still hurts because I allowed myself to, to fall for that guy yeah. and Jared. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if there's anybody else on, uh, in there. But no, like, just those two. But you still look at this now and you say, hey, it just sucks. Like, you're honest with it, too. You don't, you're not hiding it. Hey, it's hard to watch these guys date other women because yeah. I really cared for them at some point. Yeah, totally. When I knew that Wells was going to go to Paradise, I definitely thought, oh, this is going to be a little bit less enjoyable watching back than I thought it would be. Yeah, definitely. Would you ever date anyone from The Bachelor World? I think we talked about this the first time, and you yeah. said that nobody from your season. Well, you know, I... It's hard for me right now. It is because I'm trying to get out there. I'm trying to explore and like I'm doing the best I can at that. But there's still moments where right now it's like oh, dating somebody just seems so weird. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I know it's a, a process of, of kind of getting yourself back out there. I don't know what that process looks like. I'm knowing me. I'm going to mess up really bad at it a thousand times and then somehow I'll spit myself out and say, hey, I'm ready to date again. Um I don't want to close that door. That just seems, I mean, I actually, I listened to Lauren on a, on a podcast this week, and she's, they asked the same question. She says, well, I'm not going to close the door to dating somebody in the Bachelor yeah. franchise. That's just ridiculous. Like, but 
But there's nobody at this point that I'm saying, oh, I, I want to pursue that. And there's actually nobody that I'm saying, oh, I'm ready to pursue that. Um, you know, going back on a show again would be hard. Um, going back into that experience again just doesn't seem smart. But to, to kind of close this thought, it just says, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to close that off. There are some great people that have came out of this franchise. Why would I not stay open to it? Yeah. There's that. And I'm definitely not saying that I'm closed off to it either. Yeah. But I do have to mention that it is harder to get over somebody in our Bachelor family because we see them all the time. Like, I can't just cut these guys out of my life. No. And then even if I tried to, like, not go to any events that they were ever going to be at, I'd still have to see them on TV. It's All the time. I know. Kissing other people, dating other people. Yeah. And here's the craziest part for me is you're not going to get away from it. Once, if you start dating one person, I already hear about it on all the text threads I'm a part of. I know who everybody's kissing. I know. All the time. And it like, sucks. I don't, yes. And then even if you weren't there and you don't have people who want to tell you what's going on, then there's like reality Steve and he'll just like tweet it. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. This no. is, you're not hiding in this world. Um, okay. So. Speaking of this world, Ashley, I, I'll i just be honest. We have a great sponsor, I think, today. Yeah. Um, but I don't know anything about it, mm-hmm. but I see it all the time. All your ex-bachelor girlfriends. Oh, my ex. Like, use yeah. the FabFitFun um, box. Okay, so yeah, it's the FabFitFun box. Um, you're, you're a part of it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm looking at the box now. I have one in front of me for anybody out there. I, I Honestly, it smells like woman, and I don't know... Um, <laughs> All right, this FabFitFun box, I've been getting one each season. There's four boxes that get delivered to your door a year, and you order them at FabFitFun.com. But the thing is, they've been getting so much better over the past two years. They've always been great, but every Well, they're because they're sponsoring the right things. You're right. It's a subscription box. You go to FabFitFun.com, and... You sign up, and then you get $200 worth of merchandise for only $49.99, which is just insane. And I have got to say, that is an actual statistic right there because there's this Dr. Jarts exfoliant that if you go to Sephora, it's over $70. But I got it in my FabFitFun box along with a whole bunch of other stuff that totaled up to only $50. Well, I'm putting some of this uh, – this says eye cream on right now. Yeah, you um, are. Yeah. He's doing it for real. And And – I mean, I'm a big fan of concentrates. <laughs> that's, that's what it says on here. So, um. All right. Well, I can actually give you some recommendations. You know, Ben's just trying them out right now. But my favorite product from this summer's box is this. Uh, how am I going to say this? Uh, Thermiel. <laughs> how do you say this in French? I mean, Ashley, you're asking me something. That, yeah. <laughs> it's Aveny. Whatever. It is sunscreen. And it is, I'm not just talking this up because this is a sponsored ad. I'm letting you know that I use this sunscreen every morning now and it makes your skin feel like silk and it doesn't leave you purpley and it doesn't make your makeup look cakey like a lot of other sunscreens. I believe do. it's pronounced a ven. A ven. Event. Well, here's the deal. I I don't want my my makeup looking cakey in the morning. <laughs> um, I uh, you know the FabFitFun box. I'm sitting here. I, I'm just gonna go through it. But I, if if I keep doing that, I distract myself from the podcast. Um, make sure um, to use if you're interested. And I and I am telling you, I just use the eye cream. It feels nice. I feel refreshed. Uh, go to FabFitFun.com. Use the promo code Almost Famous, and you can get ten dollars off. On this box, which Ashley's already mentioned, it's a great deal already. 
Yeah. And then you get it for $39.99. Like, that's insane. Yeah. So just use our code, and then you get Ben's favorite eye cream. Ben, do you use eye cream as a guy? Like, is that encouraged? I do use eye cream as a guy. No, you don't. No, I do. No, I do. Um, because I'm starting to get uh, some some. Um, You're starting to see the blemishes. aging? Yes. Blemishes? Uh, no, like, the, what are you those? You don't th- use eye cream for blemishes. Crow's feet. That's oh, what I'm crow's talking about. Yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm starting to get some crow's well, feet. Actually, to be honest, you don't have any crow's feet. Really? So the eye cream must be working for you. Ashley, stop hitting on me. <laughs> Always. Uh, All right. By the way, you got to email us uh, at Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com for any comments, concern, praise, critiques. Make sure you do it. Ben, did you watch the first episode of this week's Bachelorette Extravaganza? We got four hours in one week. It's a big week. It's a lot of sitting. A it's lot of a watching, lot of but I sitting. Did. Yeah, I watched. You, yeah, well... We start off, of course, with Kenny and Lee because there's always Kenny and Lee drama. And they were at the group date. And this is the amazing confrontation in which Kenny was like, you're a little bitch. And then he said he was going to poop and poop because we're clean here on the Ben and Ashley Almost Famous podcast in his cowboy boots. And all the guys were relishing in it. Can we just stop before we continue on this in a second? What's up with this season and these guys and their comebacks to each other? Like, you go back to the Waboom and uh, whatever that other guy's <laughs> name so um, conflict and, that we, we uh, reenacted in here. And then you go into this guy saying, I'm going to poop in your cowboy boots. <laughs> I think it's so funny. But, like, what does that even mean? Like, can he poop on command? Is that a thing? No, he's going to bring his shoe into the bathroom next time he needs to go. All right. Well, I, hey, I've never had that done to me. I hope it never gets done to me. Um, and, and if I was <laughs> a guy, imagine? I was just saying if I'm competing for a woman's heart, I'm not talking about pooping on anything, in, including cowboy boots. Did you hear that in um, the season after yours, Chad season? But there was, um, well, actually, let's introduce Chad right now. Yeah, Chad's in studio Chad's with us. Chad's in studio. Hey, Chad. The, the ultimate villain who is just absolutely not a villain at all if you get to know him. Um, do you like that? Do you want to be called a villain or do you want me to you know, say that you're not a villain at all? You know, the one thing I'll say is that, like, um, as far as, like, the people that approach me, it's been super great for me. You know, I've met some of the other guys often. I've seen some of the girls that come up to them at their appearances and stuff. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's like, they were like, dude, we played the good guy on the show. This is the girls we're dealing with now. Because it's like. I only get like those club girls, you know what I mean? Like those like hot chicks. You <laughs> That's know? a good point. That, I love that point. So you get a yeah. different breed of girl oh, depending yeah. on your no, edit. Yeah, for sure. I only get the girls that like understand the, the cocky guy, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's it's fantastic for me. Well, we're wait, talking- no, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, wait, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ben. Yeah. So you're saying it's fantastic for you. Fantastic. Where in my mind, I thought, wait, you're only getting the club girl and they're getting like nice girls. Well, they're only getting, <laughs> the club girls are nice. You got to take them out of the club. But uh, yeah. no, so you and I, I, I get the hot differently chicks. on this. Yeah, you and I don't. I'm see- sure they have great morals outside of the club, Ben. Don't can't judge them just because they're at the club. <laughs> okay, oh my gosh, enough. this is making me think of so many questions to ask you. But first, I have to go back to the doo-doo bandit, which Wells told me about. Um, What's that? There, what was that? You were in the house. Wasn't there somebody leaving poop in the toilet? I never heard. I, I think the first time I heard about it was I would listen to one of Wells' podcasts and I heard him say something. Oh, that I have was... no clue what you guys are talking about right now. There was this guy in their house that uh-huh. would poop and not flush. And not only that, <laughs> but he wouldn't. 
put toilet paper in in the toilet. Oh, you're talking the bachelor. Uh, yeah, the bachelor house. in uh, the, the bachelor, bachelor mansion. House. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. that oh, group of guys. Wasn't me, if you're asking me. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't you. <laughs> it wasn't me. No. We oh. can tell Ashley's been thinking about this for a while. Like, <laughs> like the first like, question she I asked was that? pooping in the toilet. It was probably somebody like, was well. picking deuces and not wiping their butt. Like, yeah, like or he was horrible. throwing it out in the garbage. How gross is that? That's not good. But wait, we're talking about good girls and versus bad girls. Do you have a girlfriend, Chad? Uh, I don't know right now. That's kind of a, a weird uh, situation. Yeah, we don't have to talk well, about that. Yeah, we do. We sure, sure it's, do. What? <laughs> I've, hold up. I've, I've, I've sat in this podcast room very, very quickly after some confusing stuff in my relationships, and I know how bad it sucks to be questioned on it. I have to talk about this uh, stuff all the time. No, for sure. I mean, it's it's cool. Like, um, we were dating. You know, I'd met this girl online and everything. Like, she what app? <laughs> Actually, she slid into my business emails and was like, business you know, yeah, emails. I was like, how can I get some abs? And I was like, what up, girl? You don't want abs. Like, you want <laughs> what me. Are you doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So we started talking and, um, you know, we ended up meeting up finally like six months later out in Newport Beach and okay. started dating and everything. But then like she still didn't understand the TV stuff. So like I was doing an interview the other night on Entertainment Tonight where, you know, they're like, hey, are you in a relationship with someone right now? And, mm-hmm. like, the show's airing. So I'm like, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Oh, yeah. And I roll over the next morning to a text. It's like, oh, so you're not in a relationship? Well, you're single now. And I'm like, and she thinks I was going to, like, go back and, like, fight for her and be like, nah, baby. Like, we are dating. Like, But I was just like, I'm not, I can't deal with this. Like, if you're going to, like, scrutinize every single interview I do for, like, things that I have to do for, like, you know, I can't like go ruin a show, you know what right. I mean? No, no, you're contractually obligated to say what you did. Right? Yeah, you know. So yeah, she didn't get that, and so I've kind of like taken a step back now to kind of be like, you know, your relationship doesn't pay my bills. So yeah, no, it's tough. That that is tough. I get that. I've, I mean, I think it's something Ashley and I've talked about in here before. Is you come off of this, this, well, you're in this world that is different now. It's not just the Bachelor world for you now. You're doing a ton of stuff outside of the Bachelor. Yeah. Um, and every and you do kind of have to say things at times uh, that maybe aren't. They're more politically correct or than politically you'd correct like. Because, yeah. yeah, just got to be vague. Mm-hmm. And then vague. Like, vague, vague yeah. is a good word to say. You got to be vague all the time. I'm never vague, which is why I get in that's trouble. True. Yeah, yeah. that's why she's great <laughs> oh, to sit yeah. on a podcast with me because she says everything, and I just get to listen. <laughs> and he, you know, balances me out because he says everything perfectly. No, oh, well, um, mm. I don't know about that, but somebody, uh, Chad, I, I've only got to to meet you a couple times. Um, one, w- all at bachelor or bachelor esque events. Um, yeah, they've all been fantastic. The, not all fantastic, <laughs> um, but the uh, the one question I have for you coming off of this week's episode of The Bachelorette is you you were a villain, uh, on, and mm-hmm. I think we can all admit that that that's not hiding anything. You were known as right. the villain. Uh, did you know during the season, like as you were actually living in those moments, that you would be the villain? No, I th- I mean. I kept talking to the producers. I was like, if you guys air everything that's happening here, that, like uh, the whole country is going to hate everyone here, and I'm going to be the only person that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And so they couldn't air like everything that I said that like made sense because then they would be like, well, now everyone else looks really weird. Yeah, that's definitely. There so, were a lot of times that I thought you were right on, actually. Right, but the thing was like when I started like calling people out on stuff, it made me bad, and then they they didn't really know what to do. They couldn't like try and make me likable, or like everyone else would just look really weird. So then they started running with that. Then every question they asked me was kind of geared towards me saying bad stuff about the other guys. And then it just steamrolled from there. And uh, eventually I kind of was like, whatever, let's just do this. But you accepted the role then. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, after a while, you can't go back. I kept being like, I don't want to say mean things anymore. And they'd be like, so you hate him, right? And I'm like, 
All right, yeah, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, have you been watching this season? Uh, I've only I only saw the last episode. Do you think that people are trying to become the villain now, like I think Lee is, just to make a splash? To get it seems like there? it. It seems like there's like three or four dudes all kind of trying to pull the same maneuvers now. Like it, it's gotten really crazy. Mm-hmm. I feel like. But you went into it with no intention. No intention, but I mean, like, I mean, if you look at everything I'm doing now, you know what I mean. Imagine if I had let those guys like get me kicked off. Like I'd have been like, oh gee, like. I guess I'm a bad guy, Juju. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, you know, I mean, I'm flying all over the world. I'm doing all this stuff. I'd be back in Oklahoma still trying to sell houses, you know, to like little old ladies. Like, yeah. that's no fun. Well, what are you doing do now? You're doing single. You're doing famously single on E, which is mm-hmm. Sundays at 10 o'clock. It's the second season. Josh Murray was on the first season. Did you get any uh, advice yeah. from him? The advice from him? Yeah. Not really. I mean, I watched like two minutes. Of the, I never watch the shows before I go on them. I'm just like, put me in a house and tell me what to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. But um, I talked to him a little bit after everything. But I think for the most part, I talked to like Polly D and everything before my. Oh, started. okay, yeah. And, Polly D was also on the first season. Yeah. So tell us about the premise of Famously Single. Basically, it's like you take a bunch of famous people or whatever that have been single for a long time, and they throw us into a house and try and figure out why we're single and see if we can get into a relationship. Give so, us, give us one reason why you're single, as okay, determined by okay. the famously singled house. Um, ooh, that's a toughie. Okay. Probably just the fact that I'm so perfect and I haven't accepted it. It's something I have to work on. <laughs> Every day I have to wake up and convince myself it's okay. But no. Um, I think my main real reason was that I was taking care of my mom when she was going through cancer for like seven, eight years. And um, all throughout that time, I knew that getting into a relationship would actually pull me away from her. So I got in this like habit of like date for a couple of weeks, move to the next girl, date for a couple of weeks, you know, never developing any real relationships. And now I've gotten to where no matter how much I like a girl, I can just like, stop talking to her and move on and go to the next one and not really like, you know, have heartbreak or anything. So that sounds like a real problem. Well, it's now it's about like finding a girl to be able to like, okay, I'm just going to make it work with this person. I'm not going to choose to just like move on. Like I always do. Do I mean, I guess, I mean, that's some great Mm self-perspective and self-awareness. And and that's not just, that hasn't just came from you thinking, you know, at night or meditating on that. It's came from these shows, right? I mean, I know for me, I've talked about the bachelor and bachelorette, (laughs) Um, have had exposed a lot of my weaknesses, especially with relationships and how I cared for my partners or for the people I was trying to invest my life into. Um, Has this, I mean, are you saying all of this has kind of came from these Um, shows? You know, I I knew most of it. I think I had the general gist of why I did what I did for a while. Um, And it almost kind of convinced me like, well, it's okay to just keep popping from girl to girl because I know that, I don't know whether I convinced myself that it's okay or convinced myself to do it, but like, at the end of the day, the shows helped me kind of understand deeper of why, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas I never really kind of like dug into it. But, um, but I mean, I always kind of, you know, before the shows knew what I was doing. Yeah. But it's like you just, you just start digging into it more emotionally because you get asked questions, so many questions in these little interviews, you know, about why you're doing what you're doing. And you just start talking. Yeah. And you start realizing, you know, as you're talking, why. <laughs> What's well, really in your head? Definitely. I mean, I, I think that's my advice to anybody that goes back on these shows is, you know, the the whole purpose of uh, the Bachelor Bachelorette is for the audience and the people involved to kind of fall in love with each other. You know, you get to know the people better, and if you're not vulnerable, if you aren't open. Uh, then you're not only going to be a terrible person to watch on TV or especially on these dating shows because nobody's ever going to get to know you, but the person that is pursuing you is not going to get to know you. And I think these shows have been a great um, event in my life because I've been able to talk about things. I've sat in, in these interviews with producers for hours just discussing why in the heck I'm so down on myself or why in the heck I don't, you know, haven't fallen in love before or these things. And you do. You start to see things about yourself that you never have seen before. 
And Iggy talks about that when he gets eliminated in the episode this week. And it really resonated with me because he said, I learned more about myself in four weeks than I have in the past 30 years. Mm -hmm. And he said, and I finally am learning to accept myself or something like that. And I was like, wow, you know, I haven't been a fan of him the entire time, but he's definitely gotten out of, he's definitely gotten the right thing out of this experience. This is a side of Chad that we don't get to see very often. It's a side that you're actually admitting faults or like being vulnerable. At least I haven't seen it as somebody that's watching on these shows and wasn't actually on on a show with you. Everybody's always trying to get me kicked off on Bachelor shows. (laughs) I'm always just like, stop. Like, stop trying to make me look aggressive or I will beat you up. What's the biggest misconception about you? Probably, Probably that. Everyone's like, are you actually like super violent, crazy? I'm like, well, don't try and get me kicked off a TV show or steal my wallet or something. And, you know, yeah. no, like, but I'm I do pretty have to nice. ask, your, your social media does point to that. Like, if I was just to right, know you no. through social media, I would say, this guy is exactly who I watch. No, do you <laughs> see him with his doggy pumpkin? Actually, just because he has a dog doesn't mean he's a great guy. He loves dog his does. dog. He adores dog. it. If you treat a woman like you treat your dog, she's going to be lucky. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. My, my social media went all the first... Let's just meditate on what she, that, that line. Um, can we... Can we get that printed off somewhere? If you treat a woman like you treat your dog. She buys her new bathing suits. Yeah, she's got some quality right. attire. Oh, Ashley. She, she knows fashion. So Pumpkin about. knows fashion. But, Chad, uh, we can't get enough of you. I mean, honestly, Ashley was so excited for you to be in the studio today. She she claims you're a great guy. Yeah. From just my conversation with you today, I'd say, hey, I got a lot to learn about Chad. A lot to learn about Chad. And if I want to learn more about Chad, I got to check in to the famously single uh, television show Sundays at 10 on E, correct? That is correct. You're yeah. on there. So let's see if Chad can find love on Famously Single. We are super lucky, Ashley, to be sponsored today by Adam Tickets, A-T-O-M. Now, if you don't know what Adam Tickets is, you got to check it out. Go download the app. It's a super easy way to attend movies, okay? So I've been using it. How is it different than all the other movie apps out there? Well, I'll tell you here, Ashley. Um, what you do is you you go into the app. You can search by the closest uh, movie theater that you're, you're around. So I'm in L.A. a lot, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know L.A. at all, even mm-hmm. though I'm here all the time. So if there's a movie theater close by, I'll get, them at, get on Adam tickets. It will show up. And then I can actually buy my tickets on this app. And one thing I've learned from Adam tickets is that in LA, you guys actually reserve your seats for yeah. movies. Like, yeah. That, that We don't do that back in Indiana. Yeah, but you know what's nice about it is that you can reserve your seat and then you show up with your phone and then you're in. You don't have to reserve any time for printing your seats or getting a good seat. That's exactly what Adam Tickets does. So, yeah, you can invite your friends. You get a barcode. You show up to the movie theater. One of the cool parts about it is when you walk up, you scan your barcode. And if you've ordered uh, anything from the concession stand, they'll actually have it sitting there as you walk up. So you want popcorn and cheese, Ashley? You got popcorn and cheese. That is special. All right. So you have to get this app. No other app has that. If you want to get this app, you can get $5 off your first movie tickets with a promo code GIFT. G-I-F-T. So download the Adam Tickets app, A-T-O-M, Tickets. Use the promo code GIFT. Get $5 off your first tickets and have a blast watching these movies. I'm in for Cars 3. Ashley, I'm not. In your- <laughs> I don't know. I guess I could see Wonder Woman. Haven't seen that one yet. Oh, she looks good. And by the way, you got to email us at Ashley at iHeartMedia.com. Critiques, comments, concern. Especially praise. Uh, okay, so l- let's continue on this Bachelor uh, <laughs> a- episode rundown. We just have a few more points to touch on. It was a crazy episode. One thing I want to talk to you about 
is I felt like Rachel's first one-on-one date of this uh, of this week was awkward. Oh. I felt like this guy was super into her, right? I think this his guy name's is Jack. Painful. Jack. Yeah, yeah. He, we didn't know Jack before this episode. Yeah, he fell in love quickly, um, which <laughs> will come back to bite him as we've seen. Um, so he falls in love with Rachel or whatever he, he thinks he's feeling for Rachel. Um, and then he gets let go, which, which I'm happy for him because I hope he gets a dose of reality and says, hey, you just met this girl. Do you know what this guy looked like when he was talking? It was so eerie. Yeah, he it's was hard like, to watch. It's another one of those hard to watch moments, which is what I do for all the Bachelor. It's like <laughs> not watch it and just like kind of like peek through my fingers every once in a while. Wait, we have to talk about the kiss for a second. Okay, I was gonna oh. talk. I was gonna talk about how like he always had his chin down and then he like glares up. He like puts his yeah. eyeballs. But up. I've noticed that from day you one. Oh, you noticed that from day one. Yeah. Okay, so he's very weird when he talks, but the kiss was hysterical because she goes. I, you're gonna get sick. I'm contagious, oh, yeah, and that is the ultimate go-to line when you don't want to kiss someone and they go in for it. And, and here's my advice to Rachel: as the Bachelor Bachelorette, the worst thing you can possibly tell one of the contestants is "I'm contagious," <laughs> because meaning like, hey, I've also kissed somebody like probably right before you, probably, and this whole house is about to get sick real quick. <laughs> Did you ever use the sick card? No, get out of a kiss? no, because I was just trying to play it cool the whole time. Like to, for me to admit any faults during my season of The Bachelor would have been a huge step for me. Like I was just trying to trick all these people to think I was like the perfect the top ben. Of, Yes, maybe. I, I tried really hard to be cool. Let's just say that. So I don't know if ever anybody got sick on my season, but I do know, uh, and, and I can't wait to to talk to Becca about this this week. Is I was in Mexico City and I was hiding around the corner because the the women uh, were staying in this room. And they all, or a lot of them, had just gotten uh, the stomach flu. And they were all talking about it in the hallway. (laughs) And so I could hear a couple of the women from my season talking about what was going on with their stomachs. Mm -hmm. And and they had no clue I was there. So I cannot wait to talk to her about that. But So I I don't know if that was from me. Ah, I doubt it. That's going to be such a good story. It's going to be such a good story. There's a lot of stomach flu that happened on my season. Hopefully not just because of me. Um, (laughs) Yeah, right. But yeah, I mean, we're we're at the place in time in The Bachelorette. That we're starting to get to know these guys better. We're starting to find out who we like and not like. We're starting to see the villain. And and we're starting to see how these kind of storylines play out. We're I would say we're close to halfway. Um, Rachel's going to start really starting to have to decide who she cares about and who she doesn't. And then also there is a level of... Uh, of the show where she has to be strategic in the sense of she if there's if she sees somebody there that she's not fully committed to and and, and uh, but they they have a great heart and they could get hurt easily maybe she has to decide do I let them go early or late do I like to keep them around for a little long because they're just really good to, ha- to have around um, and I think about this time she's really going to start seeing who if anyone she could be with right did you ever have to dump people on your one on ones oh. Because I feel like I uh, Rachel, I don't know, I don't remember, might be a fan of that. Yeah, she's doing she's it, confident. and I kind of really like yeah. that because I feel like if you get the one-on-one, you normally feel like you're going to stick around that week. But that is definitely not the case with Rachel. Yeah, no, she's confident, and and I think Rachel's going to make the decisions that she feels like are best, and, and she's going to kind of follow her heart, maybe a little quicker than I would. Um, but no, I think most of my one-on-ones went really well. Um, I always, I look back, I mean, maybe I'm missing something, but I've always, I think most of my goodbyes happened either midweek because of something crazy or at a rose ceremony. It's it's a question that has kind of came up in my life a lot here recently, right? As I've now been entered into single life again, um, I guess I've opened myself up to to more girl 
friend relationships, mm-hmm. like having friends that are gal girls. Gal pals. Gal pals. Yeah, gal pals. Let's say that. Um, one of them just happens to be my ex-girlfriend from college. Um, and here's a crazy story behind this, right? So one of my best friends who is the founder of Humanity and Hope United, which is the nonprofit that I support, mm-hmm. and his wife live in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. And my ex-girlfriend from college lives in Austin, Texas. And they've stayed friends the whole time. They're some of the best friends, right? And so this last week, I was actually in Austin for uh, a meeting for the coffee company that I'm st- starting with my buddy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all decided to go go out, have fun. It was their th- uh, three-year-old's birthday. And so they were kind of celebrating three years of being parents. And uh, we were all in town. Well, my ex-girlfriend was there. And we were seen in town just hanging out, just, mm-hmm. you know, with everybody. Well, I think a couple trolls on the internet started to say, oh, we saw a video of Ben and uh, his ex-girlfriend uh, together. And, oh, they must be dating again. They must be falling back in love. He never liked Lauren. Oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and, and all that is, I, I guess, uh, laughable because, of course, I did. And, of course, like... Um, you know, we we are just friends. But Ben, but would if, you ever think about going back? Yeah, but it is it is crazy to think of like in our society we can't be friends with our exes. And actually, right. do you I think mean, it's you okay know, to be friends with our exes? You know what I get all the time. You know, Jared and I can't post ever a picture. We can't dating. post if a picture do, because we definitely are dating. Love, yeah, and we're definitely gonna get married one day, even if one of us doesn't see it. Like you guys, I know as a fact says commenters yeah. that we will definitely get married one day. Well, I hope so. Well, <laughs> so I understand this completely and it took me a long time to get to the point where i could just be friends with jared Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i mean you can be friends with your ex i think there's always going to be some sort of lingering feeling um if it's not always i think it comes in cycles definitely yeah let's see if gabby in los angeles has any opinion on this gabby do you think you can be friends with your ex i absolutely think that that's 100 percent a thing that you can do thank you so much Wait, are you, you ordering food? So? Are you ordering food right now? <laughs> yeah, I just ordered food. Wait, oh, nice. that's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> what are so you eating? Great. What are you eating? I'm eating ramen. Okay, perfect. So, okay, as you sit there and enjoy your ramen, uh, <laughs> and and th- hundreds of thousands of people are listening to you on a podcast right now, eat your ramen. Um, can't you do believe you can be friends with your exes? Because that's what I believe. I, I think. Not all, not every time, right? You're going to have exes it's, that come into your life. that you're on a situation basis. Yeah, definitely. But it's not a bad thing, right? I mean, if, no. if you've moved on and you, you they know you better than a lot of people in the world know you and you still like each other, like you're still like, hey, you're Absolutely. a pretty cool person. It seems like you should be friends. Absolutely. I completely agree with that statement. I mean, me and my ex-boyfriend, we broke up six months ago and because we like moved separate places and... We FaceTime all the time. He talks to me when I'm like, I live in a new city and I'm freaking out. And, you know, it's it's really, really helpful to have someone there for you who knows you best. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate that perspective because I agree with you. But we have buddy, somebody on the line that disagrees with you. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Brett I mean... in Colorado Springs. Hello. Hi, Brett. Hi. Hi. Hi, Ben. How's hey, going? how you doing? Can you be friends with your exes, Brett? Absolutely not. I kind of agree with you. If I had to choose one or the other, I would go with this team. My mom was actually talking to me about this this week. It's totally old school, but back in the day, in our parents' generation, there is no way that you stayed friends with your ex. This is such a millennial thing. Brett, explain why you think this. we're more loving this. and more accepting. <laughs> well, it was about maybe seven years ago. Seven? I had seven years ago, yeah. Okay. I had just gotten engaged. Oh, you can't be friends with the next fiance. Well, no, actually. So I had an ex-boyfriend from a few years further from that. 
who reached out to me, wanted to, you know, build up a friendship again. And, you know, I was open to it. My fiancé left for the military. I really needed needed a friend. And, you know, it didn't really work out. Um, Uh I got drunk. Oh, no. We had, like, an hours-long phone call about how much we loved each other. Oh, it was just a phone call. A phone call. I mean, it's still cheating, but... It really was. I mean, I felt like the worst person in the world. So I, you know, I told my fiance, you know, he was obviously upset, but, you know, I cut off, I cut that person out of my life and I'm still married to this day. That, okay. Okay. That, let me, yeah, that was a good ending to a story that I was like, I was, I was trying to follow, but I was feeling for you. I was feeling for your fiance. I'm feeling for this third party, but here, okay. So let's break this down together. Yeah. Um, you were lonely. You you were desiring somebody. Now that might be a situation I think where you have to put a boundary. And I don't think being a friend with your ex in this situation is is a good choice. Which you found out. You have to set boundaries if you're in a committed relationship. But if you're not, Absolutely. then you could have been friends. And I'm I'm not talking anything romantic, right? So like I'm just saying you're just friends. Like you don't talk to each other all the time, but when you see each other, it's great to catch up. You can you can be around a bunch of people at once. Um, I think that's okay. Would you agree with that? I agree with that. But I mean, if you're going to movies with them or, you know, going out to eat, mm-hmm. you know, then you're, you're crossing some lines. And I think if you can keep the boundary there with your existing relationship, go for it. But if you think you'd be tempted in the slightest, back up, cut them out. I would have to say that if you want to be friends with your ex and you're not in a relationship, then that's fine. But if you are in a relationship, then it's not that cool. Like, I don't think you'd be hanging out with your ex-girlfriend if you were still with Lauren. No, 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 I, I wouldn't. I know I agree with you completely on that front. You have to set those boundaries in life. Like disagree. The, what? Amy. A, okay, Amy, the producer, I mean, chimes in to disagree. That's when you should be friends with your exes and anybody you want to. If you're in, you're engaged to somebody. You're committed to them. There's nothing wrong with being friends with men or an ex. I don't know. I would always really? feel threatened. Okay, so I you're think just going to get, me... get engaged and just cut off everybody. So you get engaged. No more Wells. No more Jared. All these friends you've had. That's ridiculous. I, well, I mean, I think I'd have to disagree there. I mean, I didn't. I didn't cut out all of my friends, but you know, I did other exes. I did cut out. Um, I thought the relationship I had with that ex, I could keep it appropriate, and it turned out I couldn't. <laughs> well, at least you well, that's it. what it comes down to, is if you can't be appropriate, you You're shouldn't right. be friends with them. That's, if that's... you can be, great. Mm-hmm. I can't be appropriate. <laughs> that's the bottom line here. <laughs> and that's Ashley for you. She knows herself better than anybody else. <laughs> Ashley cannot be appropriate. Brett, thank you for calling in. Um Congratulations on still being married. That's a big deal. We should celebrate that. Ben, do you ever think that you could be friends with Lauren? Definitely. Uh, 100%. No, like close friends. Uh, I mean, right now that's so hard for me to say because like just being friends with her seems so weird. Like, you know, I I think there's still that like uh, emotional connection that I haven't released. Don't know if I ever release it. But if I can give up kind of the um, that emotional attachment, then Mm -hmm. yeah, we could just be friends. We could catch up. We could... I don't know, hang out in groups, but right now that that right now that just seems so odd to me that like I'm even putting her in a friend category. But Does what's that make the sense? Point like, is it really a point of being friends with your ex? Because, because like, they're good you people. have enough friends in your life. They're good people, and I'd say, yeah, that's hard. That's I I don't know if I'm like if I need a thousand more friends, but when you meet somebody that is special, 
and that you want to share life with in, in terms yeah. of dating, then af- afterwards, it's great to still share life with them at some level. Like That's true. Not every time, but sometimes. So I hope so. Yeah. But no, right now, I would consider Lauren somebody that I, I just respect a lot. I care about a lot. But putting her in that friend category still seems weird to me. Um, or seems hard. I guess that's what, with me and Jared, people like still always say, what's up with that? How do you be friends with somebody you cried over so many times on TV? But basically we both made a decision that we couldn't, we didn't want to be without each other. Yeah. I mean, relationships are difficult. If it's romantic, if it's friendships, if it's family, romantic relationships are hard and it takes work and commitment. And I think maybe... Um, just to kind of close off this topic is you could be friends with somebody that you've been in a relationship with because you've already put the work in to show them that you are loyal, hopefully committed and, uh, worthy to be, at least worthy to be trusted. And, um, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that one day Lauren and I can be friends or, and, and, but we'll see. What do you have to say to the haters out there? <laughs> Who told Jeez. you that you're not allowed to be friends with your ex and they saw you out this weekend with her? Well, I would say thank you for uh, bringing up a great topic for our podcast. Getting <laughs> actually almost famous. Perfect. Um, there's two episodes of The Bachelorette this week. And you know what that means? Two episodes of the Ben and Ashley Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio. So we'll talk to you very, very soon. Thank you to our sponsors, Adam Tickets, A-T-O-M, and FabFitFun. This has been Ben. And this has been Ashley. On the Almost Famous Podcast. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.